From the headquarters of the Jameson Media Complex, broadcasting from the GreenIndustryPodcast.com studios, it's the Green Industry Podcast, where Paul and his guests discuss lawn and landscape business best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, Paul Jameson. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to today's episode of the Green Industry Podcast. We headed on out to Alabama to interview my friend Jason Creole. He uh, lives outside Springville, Alabama in a town called Trustville. It's a beautiful, beautiful area, and I just love it out in the country. He's got a big old plot of land. and Actually, he took his the house that was already on the land, and then they renovated it, and so basically doubled it in size and upgraded most of the rooms, added a brand new section with the, the master suite and the master bedroom and uh, bathroom closet and all of that. It's a really gorgeous place out there. He's got a creek running through his backyard and a driving range and a, a shop in the back where he keeps all his lawn care, uh, lawn care landscaping tools, you know, all that equipment. And they're just a gorgeous place and just a beautiful family. I, I've really enjoyed getting to know Jason and his wife, Tracy, over the years and then got to meet his kids while we're out there. So uh, enjoy uh, my conversation. This is Jason Creel. You guys know who he is, but maybe there's one guy listening that's never heard of Jason. Uh, he's He's a, he's a dear friend of mine, and uh, he's built a couple businesses, sold them. Now he's on his third business where he focuses on fertilization and weed control. So he's a wealth of knowledge and a really a good integral man. So looking forward to chatting with Jason. Thanks to today's show sponsors, Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, The Hardscape Academy, and GPS Track It. Without further ado, here's my interview with Jason Creel. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Jason Creole's renovated place here. Did I say your last name right, Jason? Not really, but I'm not. You, you got me so doubtful now whether I say it right. I don't know. The, the UPS guy just, or FedEx guy just came here and he's like, I got a package for Creole. Yeah, and I say, I say, he says, I need a last name. I say Creole. And he kind of looks at me. He's like, C, I said, C R E E L, Creole. You know, but Creole. I, it is one syllable. Maybe I make it two. I'm not sure. Thank you for uh, hosting us here. Uh, Dr. Frank is, is here with us as well, Dr. Frank Holloman. And I've been talking with Jason for a while. I was like, I would love to uh, come over on a rainy day and uh, interview you and things of that nature. And so we tried to balance the best we could. It was raining a lot when we were driving here and now we got here and it's looking like it might be clearing up a little bit. Yeah, maybe it's showing rain. We've had an extremely rainy summer. I'm sure you have in Atlanta as well, but uh supposed to rain again tonight so anyway i i, I wasn't uh, doing yards today so it worked out you went bowling i went bowling took the kids bowling they have, there's a nationwide program it's called kids bowl free and, and you get two games a day for the entire summer but only certain bowling nights participate but our local one is one of the ones that does so it was, it was a zoo over there it was complete chaos Did you and tracy bowl as well she goes sometimes but she didn't she didn't make it today. she went to aldi's she went to aldi yeah it's a great place to shop. Oh, I love Aldi. I yeah. love it. Don't you have to bring your own grocery bags there? Uh, you can buy them. The, a paper bag, I think, is seven cents. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, a, it's got great deals. Same, same stuff you're getting at Kroger, Publix, uh, other grocery stores. Same exact stuff. 
except it's way way less price. You know what? I think there's a lot for lawn businesses to learn about Aldi because they are they run their whole business off of efficiency. They have very few employees. The the customers have to put a quarter in the shopping cart, and then when they bring it back, they get their quarter back. So they're not paying employees to run around do stuff like that. They and they they'll have maybe two lanes open, maybe one. But if it, if you start, <laughs> we're out but, from that one. Well, if it starts getting backed up, though, somebody come out of the secret closet, yeah. and come out there and start. You know, I'm saying they're extremely efficient. I I just like the whole business model. Well, you know what's interesting is the company that owns them owns Trader Joe's also. Okay, it's a German company. German I company. spent some time in Germany, and supposedly the Aldi brothers are very wealthy. But in in Germany, it was the same way. They uh, same concept, same looking store. You had to put a euro to get a cart, and you take it back, you get your euro back. Extre- the best cashiers I've ever seen in my life, as far as how fast they could, uh, we would have our time keeping up. Do they yeah. have Trader Joe's here in Alabama? We do have Trader Joe's, not in my town particularly, but there's one about 25 minutes away. Yeah, like I'm single, so checking out is different than four kids and a wife and things yeah. of that nature. But I'll load up my card and check out, and it's usually in between like 100 and 120 bucks. I mean, I, I fill this thing up. And uh, then you go to Costco. I was at Costco last night, and I just went to get a little bit of water for the trip. And I go to cash out, and the lady's like 109 bucks. Like 109 bucks, you know what I mean? And I'm looking at the thing, and uh, surely up. it was. It adds up. I barely put anything in my car, 109 bucks. At Aldi's for 109 bucks, I'm, I'm, I'm loaded up. It's a great place. Yeah. So anyway, enough about Aldi's. Um, this is a long care podcast. But I do want to mention, uh, we came here and your home's under construction. So give us an update, man. This is super cool. I, I, everything smells like a brand new house. Yeah. In my town, it's kind of hard to find flat land. I mean, you know, there's lots of people live in neighborhoods with little bitty yards, but I kind of wanted a big yard. So we, well, we found four acres in it. Well, we actually bought five and a half acres and it's flat and we sold an acre and a half. In, but the house was tiny. I've got four kids and we got, it was a three bedroom, one bath house. So we basically doubled it and it's been under construction for about nine months and we're almost done. We might even move in this weekend. So we're pretty excited about it. Did you get the uh, building materials before everything skyrocketed or were you right on the middle or uh, i would say middle we didn't pay premium but we didn't uh, didn't get any deals either so it's kind of, i mean you're gonna get they're gonna get you one way or another we got a good interest rate but high materials you know when, when the materials come down you may be paying a higher interest rate so you know we we did fine but we weren't building a whole house so we didn't just get totally destroyed on the lumber it seems like you built a whole house you got the master bedroom uh, your bathtub your shower well when we bought it's this nice house back there. yeah when we bought this i told my wife i don't think we can live here for a month you know and we <laughs> stayed here for two two years because it's just it's just very tight quarters for where did you sell the acre and a half uh it's on on the other side of my property here one thing like i don't like uh i've got a big bank on the front of my yard it has to be weed eated and and i kind of gave him a lot of the bank because i didn't want that bank so i i drew it up when i had it surveyed where he got three-fourths of the bank and um but anyway i thought four acres is still plenty of yard i got a little driving range in the back we got a golf cart and we got (laughs) you know i mean it's like 100 yards i can't get out there just way laying on a ping driver you know but you can hit a sandwich did the renovation take longer than you thought it would absolutely we we uh i said we're nine months into it we did not think it would take that long but you know that's what everybody says Takes longer and costs more. Whatever they tell you, how long it's going to take, how much it's going to cost, just think, well, I didn't. Just know it's going to be more. So, 
That's a, that's a long business principle right there from my experience. Pretty much. Most jobs take longer than you think yeah. and cost more in um, material, labor, supplies, all of that stuff. So uh, if you guys move in this weekend, you're coming from the lake house, uh, which wasn't a bad place to stay for nine months, huh? Yeah, it wasn't bad. It's just it's 45 minutes away. So that was kind of the uh, the downside. And it, it my in-laws are very gracious in letting us stay there. But, you know, kind of. You have your own place. You don't want to be living in somebody else's house. So, we're, particularly we're, with four kids. Yeah, I mean it's a big house on the lake, but like I said it's forty-five minute drive. All my business is pretty much local here, so I was getting up at four thirty, five o'clock, driving into town, getting everything ready, printing invoices, all going doing yards, and then leaving to try to get back. And then sometimes a kid has an activity at night, so you got to turn around, back around, <laughs> drive them back into town. He's saying, "All right, this this is getting a little bit old." Yeah, well, looking forward to you moving back in. The the guys did a great job. This place looks awesome. Yeah, it really does. Thank you. And I like all the space out here. Yeah, we like having rooms. We got chickens and we got blueberry bushes and muscadines and fig trees and we got a garden. And, you know, I just figure we got room to do whatever we want to do. We got my workshop and things like that. So we, we hope to live here for a long time. Excellent. That's cool. Well, guys, I'm super excited. Uh, Jason has been on the YouTube for as long as I can remember. I remember you used to sit on your mower in your old shop and sit there and, and share lawn care tips that I would watch as, as a budding uh, lawn care professional. And then you really started to talk more about fertilization and weed control. And uh, now at the greenindustrypodcast.com, you have uh, your resources there. So tell us a little bit about what you've done for the community and what's available out there to, to help guys really uh, succeed in their business so they can build a new house like this. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if you want to build a new house, the bank will loan you the money usually, <laughs> so you don't have to necessarily pay cash, So, uh, which we certainly didn't. Uh, but, you know, I do encourage people to be frugal with their money. But anyway, um, what what I, I, I've been on YouTube for, I guess, forever, probably 10 years from now. I don't know. I don't know. And it just started off, and I was um, – started in the weed control business and i thought you know i'm gonna try to differentiate myself because there's the youtube in the lawn care industry has has become somewhat of a crowded space now you know when i started it wasn't and and i'm not that's not a a bad thing but there's a lot of room i thought well how can i be different from the crowd you know so i kind of wanted to go a little weed control route now i don't mean i still talk about lawnmowers i still get here mow my grass things like that but um, I didn't think there was many people, if anybody, really talking about weed control and fertilization from a business standpoint. You got the, the Alan Haynes and, and Connor Wards and those kind of guys that do it from a homeowner's perspective. Um, and But I thought, you know what? What if somebody wants to start a weed control and fertilization business? So I thought, well, that's what I need to, to focus on. Not, not exclusively, but I, I could kind of be that guy on the um on the internet so that's what i'm doing i I came up with a a video course that we put a lot of time in i've got some um business resources on there that that would help you whatever lawn business you start but i also put a lot of time into giving weed control and fertilization business specific videos and so that's kind of my best product i guess if you were going to start a weed control and fertilization business 397 dollars at the time of this recording 
And then we did like some um, training. We did some group training things. I, I might open that back up in the wintertime. And then there's some people who just want like documents and stuff. They, they just want to know like, what kind of program do I need for my Bermuda grass, my zoysia, my centipede, my St. Augustine? I will say I'm more focused on uh, warm season grasses because mm-hmm. we that's just what I deal with. So we've got documents that have pricing charts and all these programs and all kind of letters that I use to communicate with my customers so those are cheaper, but if you buy the more expensive um, packages, it, it will include those letters and things like that. So, you know, it's been a success. Um, I did mosquito course. We got that. We throw, you know, just kind of bundle stuff together. But so far, it's, it's been been great. I came out, finalized all that. It's it's not even, I don't think it's been a year, but um, sold sold quite a few of them. And, and I love getting the feedback from people yeah. that's well, helped Let them. me ask you this, Jason. If they want to add a weed control um component to their lawn care business if they do it right they follow the ways that that you've learned and experienced with your business how much extra percentage can they add to their bottom line in terms of additional revenues do you you have a ballpark for that yeah well um i think when i tell people about weed control most of the time if if they don't want to do it it's usually not because they don't think they're going to make money like like Having mowed lawns and doing weed control, I make more money doing weed control. Now, does that mean that some mowing companies make more? You know, if you if you got ten mowing crews out there, you make a lot. But if just one person went out there and mowed the lawn, and one person went out there and sprayed weeds, there's zero no comparison. I mean, you're gonna definitely make more spray unless you just have no idea what you're doing. So, <laughs> um, I mean, just to give an example. The other day. I was um, tracking myself because I'm, I'm using this new software to kind of track my efficiency and things. What software is that? It's a, a GPS track. It. There so you go. I'm working with those guys and they're great. And so Dana I, and I, Scott. Yeah. And yeah. I, had, I did not have an efficient day by any means, but I was just tracking myself. I was like, well, how many yards can I do and how many? And they were pouring a concrete in my house. So I come out here and stared at them for about an hour pouring concrete because I was kind of fascinated with that. And, um, but anyway, I quit at four o'clock in the afternoon. I started early, but I, I went to two grocery stores and watched them pour concrete, and I did twenty yards and made over thirteen hundred dollars in one day. So, yeah, you know, it's not it's not like some world record. Like if you somebody goes and does landscape, and they can obviously make more than that in a day. But it, it's still it's consistent year round consistently generating over a thousand dollars a day in revenue of course there's expenses but you know there's no way i could have done that mowing lawn so um, I, I think it's a pretty good business does it lead into any other kind of add-on after you do weed control and that becomes successful in the business and the customers are happy with that additional service does it lead naturally to yet another thing yeah it, it can for sure a lot of the weed control guys will end up getting into mosquito spraying which is I don't do it, but what I've heard is even more profitable than weed control because the the cost of the chemicals is is not very much, and it's just extremely profitable. Uh, and you're you're doing like I'm doing seven apps a year. Where mosquito sprayers they do ten apps a year in in a shortened time frame, like from March or April through October. So they're getting they're making more money in six months than I'm making in twelve months. You know, um, now what they do in off season I don't know, but a lot of times people add that on. And like for me. I can do, uh, people do like tree and shrub programs or they'll do um, fire ant control or they'll, you know, this things like that. So there, there's definitely add-on services, but, you know, I, I, you got to make your decision if you're going to keep growing or stay small. And for now, I'm kind of trying to stay solo and um, do YouTube and all that kind of stuff. But it sounds like a great idea, though, with your existing customer base that you're taking care of their lawn 
why not have add-ons to just get more revenue out of the existing customer base? Yeah, so I really tightened up my route last year. I sold off some customers that were a little further away, and so I, I can drive two two miles down the road here, and I just got yard, 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 yard. So you just stay in there, and I come home and eat lunch, and I just, you know, if I want to go bowling, I can go bowl. I mean, I'm working. Don't think I just go bowling all the time. It's just raining today. What did you bowl today? You you bowled. You said Tracy went to Aldi's. What what you you played two yeah, games? I do you, do you have the games. bumpers or? Man, I don't have no bumpers, but um, <laughs> I didn't have a, I, I had a bad day, I'll just be honest with you. It didn't go well, and I think part of the reason, well, I bought, to answer your question, I bowled like a like a 130-something and a 150-something, which is, I, I'm a little better than that. Um, I got my own ball and shoes and all that. We're, I grew up in a bowling family. My dad and mom, my dad used to bowl three nights a week in a league. I mean, he was like hardcore. So. Hey, did he ever get a 300? Uh, he bowled a 288 one time. He, he so got, that's, he just got all strikes except one He time. got 10, the first 10 strikes. Oh, and then man. on the 11th bowl, he, he, uh, I think he got an eight or something, but anyway, but and then he, you know, you know, two eighty eight. So, which is pretty good, but it's just. So if he would have got a strike on that one, he would have got a three hundred. Uh, you got it's twelve strikes. 12. So he got uh, the first ten, and then he didn't get a strike. So what was your biggest biggest? Best I've ever bowled like a two fifty something. Two fifty. So, yeah, we used to bowl. I mean, I bowled as a kid and everything. So, but today it's kids bowl free day, and it was absolute <laughs> zoo in there. There was kids everywhere. The kids beside. Us literally had this like dinosaur ramp that you roll the ball down, and they would like walk right in front of you as you're about to ball. My dad's about to go crazy. I'm like, this is yeah chaos. I'm like, they just walk right in front of you. The last time I went bowling was many years ago, and I came to the following conclusion about my bowling experience that day, and that was I considered I bowled a very bad score, but I determined that I could get very very good at bowling if I had devoted my life to it and i was unwilling to do that oh why not you could uh you know i tell you i'm like you know if you got a daughter i got three daughters i'm like you don't if you if you're a girl you don't really have to get that high score to get a college scholarship i said you know y'all should be on the bowling they have bowling in college oh yeah you got bowling so anyway it's getting bigger in high school but we just do it. It's free. The kids can go literally bowl two games a day for the entire summer. So it's something we can get out and do as a family. That's really cool. Guys, coming up, we're going to have more with Jason Creole from uh, Sweet Home, Alabama. We'll be right back. You've heard Caleb and Brittany Allman talking about the Hardscape Academy, but have you checked it out for yourself? The HardscapeAcademy.com is the place to get the skills and training you and your crew need to excel as a professional hardscaper. You'll learn all the techniques and best practices to properly install pavers and retaining walls. You'll have access to online video training courses, in-person apprenticeships, comprehensive guides, and customizable business forms. Plus, there are two free courses which cover everything slab, from initial planning to final installation, and again, those are absolutely free. If you're serious about mastering your skills, abilities, efficiency, and bottom line, the hardscapeacademy.com is for you, and that link is in today's show notes. 
come home ready to relax after a hard day's work and find that your bookkeeping demands your time? Truth be told, you can't give it your full energy or focus. It just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you. It's costing you good decision-making and your peace of mind. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping provides a bookkeeping solution to landscapers that is guaranteed to give you back your time and your peace of mind. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute call. Don't trick yourself into thinking you can handle it all. It won't be long before you're saying no to new clients or skipping dinner with your family and friends, all because your bookkeeping needs are unfinished. Let us take care of your green so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. GPS Track, it makes managing your driver, vehicles, and equipment assets simple with the latest technology and personalized, friendly customer support for service businesses of all sizes. With GPS Track, it, you get a real-time view of where your fleet vehicles are around the clock, helping improve route density and operate more efficiently. GPS Track, it has been delivering peace of mind for over 12,000 customers in lawn and landscaping, and they've been doing it for over 20 years. Are you ready to protect your fleet, save money, and cut down on fuel costs? Call 844-996-2518 to speak with a knowledgeable fleet advisor. No pressure, no hassles, low monthly fees, and no contracts. 844-996-2518 or visit greenindustrypodcast.com slash GPS track it. All right, guys, we are back. Uh, Can you guys all hear me all right? I can hear yeah, you can loud hit, and hit, clear. Okay, you can hear me, Dr. Frank? Yeah, I can hear you. I was hitting buttons on the uh, board there and, and just want to make sure we are all good. Uh, off air, Dr. Holloman's firing off all these statistical analytical questions about mosquito spray. And uh, it brought up the fact that you have a training uh, that one of your friends who's a professional uh, helped you with the resource where he actually did the teaching because that's his wheelhouse and I didn't realize you mentioned that it was available, but I, I, I thought it was like a little guide. It, it's a video. Oh, it's a video course. I think, from it's, mosquitoes. I think it's 99 bucks. And I think I'd have to double check. I think it's included in the 397 okay. uh, uh, weed control course. You got a bunch of stuff included in that thing. To, to, yeah. to walk us through what all is available in that bundle. Yeah. So it's 397. I, I have a For nine, now, I, when we talk off air, Jason's going to be <laughs> proving that well, you got what you, you, you're giving away the world. For well, that. I mean, you know, I'm thinking if somebody pays you $397, you know, I look at, you can look at it one way and say, man, that's $397. That's a lot of money. And you look at it another way. You're thinking if this can help you generate $1,300 and, right. and, and go to two grocery stores and watch people pour concrete, then, <laughs> and you can write the 397 off as a, Tax. I mean, you know, it's it's not that much to get the training and get the connections you need to get going in something. So yeah, I mean, we have this what's called the Lawn Business Master Academy. That's kind of like I originally did it for mowing, but it has a lot of business principles of how to start a lawn business. If you were just new to the lawn business, you just like I don't know how to get a business license, but we talk about marketing and equipment, all that, uh, and then. I said, I think the mosquito resources in there. And then I have, I have three different letter packages, actually two, but I, come, I have the uh, lawn care letters package, 29 bucks. And then I have the weed control and fertilization documents. Those are 47 bucks. And then I combine them and it's 59 bucks. So I think I, I think it comes with the 59 version. Uh, so you get all those documents. Like I said, if, um, 
it, it, some of that stuff is just to save you tons of time. So let me give you an example. If I'm go spray a yard today, by law, I'm required to keep track of what I sprayed on there. Well, I don't sit there and write it all out on a piece of paper. We have a code sheet. So like code number one, and it has this list of the products that I'm using and the chemical, um, the, the chemical name and the rate that we're using it at. So I say, well, I'm using Prodiamine at 0.75 pounds per acre, and I'm using uh, whatever, you know, atrazine at 20 ounces per acre. And, and so instead of you having to like type all that up, you know, you got my, the exact code sheet I keep in my truck. And so when I spray that yard, I put number one by and the date. And that, and now if I ever got checked by authorities, they say, Hey, what'd you spray on Miss Smith's yard? You know, on, on June 6th of 2017, I said, Oh, I'll tell you exactly what I so sprayed it's on. It's really important to keep a record of what yes. you did and when. By law, yes. You're, By law. You're required to. So um, so we do that. And again, you don't, it's all, it's the documents are there for you. People say, well, how, how do I know how to price the weed control and fertilization where you get a sample pricing chart? Does it mean it might be exactly like that in your area? No, but if you have a starting point that's like, okay, this is how Jason prices or this is a sample. That price. sample pricing charts included. It's included Very in excellent. the documents. I mean, it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of information. So, and then the program, people's like, I want to get a weed control, but what do I spray on a Bermuda yarn? It's like, well, this is what we spray. Now, does it mean you can't go make changes to it? Of course you can, but like you got a starting point of like, excellent. And that's why I tell people all the time when you get into it, you just need somebody to tell you exactly what to do and go do what they tell you. And then after a while, you're going to be beginning to understand it and then you can say hey i want to make some tweaks tweaks to my program like i'm actually making changes to my program next year and just doing things a little bit different i'm not re you know going all the way back to the drawing board but i'm thinking i believe i could improve things and help my cost and and make the yards look better at the same time so why wouldn't i do that so well I, one question i have is the weed control and the mosquito control that's seasonal right but like what kind of a month range is that it's how many months out of the year typically so the mosquito is seasonal you know here where we live i mean it's going to vary from region to region but right. it, those guys typically start in in march or april and then they'll go through um you know october let's say but the our weed control and fertilization business here is, is actually year-round um if, as they go up further north you know it is more seasonal there but they get seem like even higher prices than we do and i feel like my prices are pretty good but um but yeah it's, it's year round we never we never stop so you really don't have a lot of things that you have to do differently out of season maybe mosquito control is no longer important but everything else is still viable and that's what i love about it is it, it is is consistent income year round i go through the same customers year round there's no there's no stoppage there's no like oh what am i going to do during this period of time when i'm not making money it's like it just keeps going. My income in December looks very similar to what it looks like in July. Okay. And that'd be true everywhere in Alabama, even North Alabama, North Air? I think in Alabama, now again, as you go further north and you, you're getting into cool season grasses, they may, um, they probably have a little bit of downtime in the winter. Of course, if they're buried under snow, they definitely would. But yeah, for us, it's, it's year round. Yep. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, I really appreciate uh, Jason uh, sharing uh, all of this uh, with us. And we're I'm very thankful you're uh, letting us at the Green Industry Podcast.com, Jason, because my vision with that was I wanted the best of the best of the best. Excuse me. And you're the best fertilization for pros um, out there. 
leading the way. So we're honored that you're, I got to get a sip of water. Take back over Dr. Frank. You were doing good. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, some of the other people up North though, they do a lot of the snow removal. They don't oh, yeah. really have a lot of options when it comes to the winter time, do they? No, not for weed control, but like I said, I think they, they end up making a lot of money in a shorter period of time. You know, they'll end up aerating and overseeding and things like that in the fall so those guys are doing fine too and they may enjoy the time you know some people think well i want to have some time off in the winter i i, I arrange my schedule where i do have weeks off but there's no like months of like completely doing nothing so yeah. anyway it goes good i think the product you know we offer are, are extremely good value you know i, I don't want to rip anybody off by any means so if, you know, I think, you know, it's worth it because there's a, if you're going to do it now, if you're not going to get in, we, I tell people don't play around with it. Don't say, Hey, I think I'm going to get me a 10 yards and do weed control. I say, don't bother, man. Cause like, <laughs> just keep mowing grass. Cause you, you do got to get licensed through the department of agriculture and there's continuing education and things like, and there's a lot to learn. So I was like, I'm not going to mess around with it unless I'm going into it for real. Now with your program in the mosquito control and the weed control, cause it's dealing with a lot of chemicals. Mm -hmm. uh, do you go into the safety aspects that they need to know? Well, most of the safety aspects, I, I, I have to look at the course and remember if I, I did. I, I would imagine, surely I mentioned it one time. I'm sorry, it's been a little while since I recorded the videos, but um, you, know, you you definitely have to wear your PPE and the, and the, the label on the products are going to tell you specifically what you do. But just generally speaking, we wear, like I wear long sleeve shirts year round. We wear rubber gloves and rubber boots and, and long pants. So, you know, when you see somebody out there spraying in a short sleeve shirt and no gloves on, they're, Sandals. <laughs> they're, uh, they're not exactly following the law. Yeah, my understanding too is that Roundup is the glyphosate mm -hmm. is the same main chemical that was in Agent Orange that they used to defoliate the jungles in, in Vietnam War. Yeah, I've to, I talked to, uh, you know, a, a PhD about that. He... he said that it was not but yeah around the, oh, uh, the glyphosate is obviously controversial you know we don't right. we're not out spraying glyphosate on people's yards very very often but um i tell you it, it does have its place for uses from a herbicidal standpoint you know but again with anything you want to <laughs> use ppe and make sure you're taking proper precautions so what you're saying is uh, take the the instructions that are on the label that's right. Very seriously, but yeah. it's all there on the label. That's right. It tells you exactly what to do and exactly what not to do. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time, Mr. Jason. He's the Lawn Care Life on YouTube. That's your channel, correct? That's right. Yeah, that's Jason where Creel. I'm most active. Paul's trying to teach me Instagram. I, I still got to figure out the right button to press. Yeah, we're I'm Instagram historian. Frank said, people watch this boy. <laughs> I was like, I'm sitting there. I was like, yeah, they watch it all across the world. He, he couldn't comprehend it. Hey, so I would watch you know, me talking about what I had for lunch. People will watch you uh, pressure wash the driveway. Millions of people will watch that stuff. I'm like, whatever. Yeah, the lawn care juggernaut, man. He's he's crushing it. All right, guys, we'll, we'll get more Jason. Thanks for watching. Smash that subscribe button. What do you say at the end of your video? I don't know what I say. I just tell him. I don't know what I tell him.
Well, thank you to Jason and Tracy for showing us their beautiful house here. This place is awesome, guys. I, I love land. I guess I've lived in Metro Atlanta for a while where, you know, I can hear my neighbor's dog barking in the middle of the night and just everything's kind of cramped. And that is not my cup of tea. I, I did it for a season and uh, definitely exploring all my options uh, for the future. But uh, Jason's got a nice setup out here with a big old plot of land, a beautiful home, and most importantly, a beautiful family. It's just a, a blessing to get to, to see his wife, Tracy, again and meet their children. And uh, Jason's just such a, a good friend and uh, really, guys, a huge asset to this community. He's a, he's a wealth of knowledge from building multiple businesses, selling them, running his current business as efficient and profitable as, as you could possibly do. I mean, he's tweaking, uh, always tweaking and, and it, you know, giving attention to detail to make it peak performance, but uh, he's, he's very smart. And so we're honored to team up with him and uh, feature his products on our website. We actually have a, uh, updates to our website coming out here in the next couple of weeks, a new book coming out. We got all kind of, uh, you know, just trying to make things as, as, as best as we can and uh, do things with excellence around here. So definitely appreciate uh, Jason Creole uh, teaming up with Green Industry Podcast. You can uh, check out his resources on our website. And then also, I want to let you guys know our rate increase letter. I've been getting so much um, conversation basically about inflation and raising your rates and things of that nature. And so you do not have to wait until next spring to raise your rates. I do recommend everybody, 100% of lawn care landscaping businesses raising their rates at the start of every season and just training your customers that that's how you do business. It doesn't have to be a huge rate increase, uh, a big spike or hike, but it could be, you know, a little gradual increase, but you don't have to wait till then. You could actually raise your rates on your customers now. Matt LaMarche taught me to do that years ago. And uh, it's just you're training your customers that your prices are constantly, gradually, slightly increasing. And so we have a template that can help you send out the letter seamlessly that professionally words it in the most concise, simple way to let your customers know why their price is being increased and, and, and about that transition and doing it with professionalism. And that's very common. I was just at the barbecue place around the corner from where I lived the other day. And before I ordered my meal, family owned operated place, the guy was just so uh, sincere. He's like, Hey, you know, just wanted to let you know, Paul, we've raised our rate, you know, on our brisket. And, and he's like, did you read the sign? And I was like, I didn't read the sign, but I understand, you know, and, and I'm a business owner too. And, and I understand that you got to do it. And, and, uh, you know, we mutually respected each other for the fact that he had to raise his rates, inflation, expenses, everything's going on. And so we have to pass that on to the customer while respecting the market. Obviously you can't just raise it too high and then lose your customers. But with our rate increase letter, we see huge success and uh, definitely over 90% of your customers, you know, if you send out this letter and you don't raise it by too much, you should retain your customers and then be making more money. And even if you do lose a customer that doesn't want to pay your higher rate, you're doing less work and making more money with the rates changed on the other customers. So good habit to be in. We got you covered with the rate increase letter. You can get that at greenindustrypodcast.com. All right, guys. Well, thanks again to GPS Track at the Hardscape Academy and Gulf Coast Bookkeeping. You can find their information as well as the rate increase letter at the greenindustrypodcast.com or in today's show notes. We'll catch you on the next one, friends. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.